Welcome to Master of Myself. This is episode two, and today we will be talking about primary versus secondary greatness. In the last episode, we touched on how becoming the master of oneself is about mastering the art of being who you want to be. I told you that we would be diving more deeply into what that all really means and how we can do it. Which means we need to start shifting some perspectives, aka ways that we understand the world. We start doing so by exploring the ways people pursue change, happiness, and success on two different levels and how each one impacts our lives. These are the primary and secondary levels of greatness. Now the terms primary and secondary greatness may not be very popular or well-known, so let's cover what these terms mean first. First of all, we use the word greatness to describe the quality of something. When we have an amazing meal, we might say that it tasted great. Or, if someone we knew dressed up pretty nicely, we might tell them that they look great. If we had a terrible experience at a venue, we might say that we didn't have a great time. You get the gist. Greatness is about the qualities a person has that makes them excellent or high quality in some way. For example, someone could be a great writer and someone else might be a great person. What's the difference between the two? When we call someone a great writer, we are saying they have a skill that is of high quality. When we call someone a great writer, we are saying they have a skill that is of high quality. When we call someone a great person, we are saying that they have a character or a sense of morality and ethics that makes them a high quality individual. A person can be a great writer, but a terrible person. Likewise, a person can be a great person, but a terrible writer. The way we use the word great implies what is high quality about a person. When we talk about the types of greatness, aka primary and secondary, we are discussing the qualities that add to the level of excellence or quality that a person has. Now, what's the difference between primary and secondary? Let's start with the latter, secondary greatness, because I believe that most people are extremely familiar with this one. In fact, like I've said before, most people are constantly working towards this form of greatness. Secondary greatness is often what we see when we look at the surface level of success. It is the things that you have and the things that you do. For example, consider a woman who is highly skilled at designing architecture and she has a lot of money. When you look at her, you see a successful architect who's fairly well off, at the very least. These are qualities that might make her a high quality or great person in the eyes of those who value money and skill as the pinnacle of being a great person. She might even possess other secondary greatnesses, like she might have a beautiful face and body, she might have a lot of friends and influence in her community, she might even be famous. All of these are secondary greatness traits that anyone can see and call great or successful or high value. But what if she's a terrible person? What if she's the kind of person who will run over a toddler playing on the sidewalk and drive away before anyone sees, even if it means the kid will pass away without immediate medical attention? What if she's the kind of person who smiles in your face and then stabs you in the back? What if she's the kind of person who will get married, cheat on her spouse, have someone else's baby, and then lie about who the father is? What if she's the kind of person that will harass a bunch of colored kids at the park just because she's secretly racist? Is she still a great person? despite the fact that she has a successful career, nice things, lots of money, fame, beauty, and friends? If you're a sane person, you're probably not going to like her if her personality is grimy, cruel, and selfish, no matter what she has. 
As a human being, you instinctively know that if you lack primary greatness, you're not really a great person. If the woman in my example is as terrible as I just described, we could say that she lacks primary greatness, like completely. If she is who I just said she was, then she's a terrible human being. She sucks at being human. Which brings us to the meaning of primary greatness. Primary greatness is about what I would consider to be your basic ability to be human. And when I say basic, I mean foundational. It is the base of your pyramid, the foundation of your building. Your ability to be human, aka to be good at living, not just alive, but to be good at living, is the core of what your true quality is as a human being. But what does it mean to be good at being human? In my opinion, to be good at being human is to realize your power and potential and in the process get better at living. Which means knowing who you are, learning, growing, evolving, planting seeds, deliberately creating your karmic cycles, strengthening your abilities, creating more meaningful connections, nurturing your world and cultivating the kind of energy you want in your life, and essentially being as satisfied as possible in the most genuine way with the time that you spent here. Part of that, a large part of that, involves the kind of human interactions and relationships we experience, form, hold on to, let go of, or destroy. That's what I'm reaching for when I say karmic cycles, the rippling effect of patterns and feelings that occur as a result of these interactions. At the end of the day, we as people are energetic beings. We're subatomic particles in empty space. We are vibrating bodies of energy having a human experience, And when we interact with people, how we interact with them impacts our human experience. We are definitely here to experience other humans. We are social creatures and rely on each other for our survival. This means that we kind of have to be good at being human because you have to be human to participate in human connections. And whether or not you have friends or family, you will still need people to exist. Unless you live out in the woods, somewhere completely off the land and with no contact to human society. It's impossible to live without the input of other people. And when I say live off the land, I mean you're wearing clothes that you strung together from the animals you kill and you build your own tools and even carve them out by sharpening stones. Because if you're trying to prove you can live without human input, you'll have to know how to make knives and tools for yourself. I mean, after all, buying tools from the store means purchasing human input. Even if you borrow the tools, that's human input. If you're stealing them, it's still human input because someone else made the tools. Basically, someone else created, produced, manufactured the tools. So even to have those in your arsenal means you're not living entirely without human input. Everything about society is the result of collective human input. You wouldn't be able to listen to this podcast without the technology designed, made, and distributed by other people. You wouldn't have fresh milk or fruits available all year round at the grocery store without the input of other people. You wouldn't even have the money to live without the input of other people. So naturally, the better you are at being human, the better you are able to genuinely connect with other people and the better your chances are for surviving and thriving. If you're someone who is good to people and has high self-respect, chances are you have better connections and relationships than people with low self-esteem and people who are rude to other people on a regular basis. Your ability to be human impacts the quality of the relationships you experience and the way people experience you. Basic human goodness and emotional intelligence are the primary greatness traits that make a person truly great. 
The difference between primary and secondary greatness is that primary greatness is about what's on the inside, the goodness and stability of a person. Secondary greatness is about what's on the outside. It's about what they have and what they do. It's like the difference between a ball that weighs about a gram of silver, plated in a 0.05 millimeter layer of 24 karat gold, let's say, and a gram of 24 karat gold plated in a 0.1 millimeter layer of silver. One looks golden on the outside, but is mostly silver on the inside. The other is silver on the outside, but its core is made of gold. Which would you rather have? Most sensible people will say that the one with the gold core is far more valuable. Would you agree? I'd rather have the one with the 24 karat gold center. Now, another significant difference between primary and secondary greatness is this. You can fake secondary greatness, but you can't fake primary greatness. Let me repeat that again. You can fake secondary greatness, but you can't fake primary greatness. Don't know what I mean? Let's look at the most common example for a better understanding. Social media influencers. How many social media influencers and public figures are there out there that look like they would be fun, look like they're nice people who would be great to be friends with, or look like you'd have a lot in common with? Now, you may not have met any popular people from social media in real life yet, or maybe you have, but how many stories have you heard about influencers who were terrible people in person? And I don't mean terrible like, they're just introverts and they don't know how to socialize. I mean, they are racists, prejudiced, shallow, egotistical, predatory, liars, con artists, fakes, and God knows what else. Because there really are a lot more of them out there than you think. And that's because when you make pictures and videos that only show 1-3% to of who you really are, you can plan, edit, and curate that content to create anybody that you want on the internet. You can make yourself seem like a whole different person. You can make yourself look rich and successful. You can be beautiful and sexy. You can own businesses, model for brands, travel to fancy exotic places, pose in fancy jewelry, have perfect makeup, hair, and skin, have perfect friends, share your best highlights like it's your whole life, and convince almost anyone that you're doing great. You can write thoughtful and meaningful things in your captions and leave cute emojis for your first commenters and even give away gifts and prizes in exchange for follower loyalty and engagement. That's all secondary greatness stuff. Even though it may not be real for many of them, i.e. it could be borrowed, photoshopped, rented, stolen, etc., it's easy to fake. When it comes to secondary greatness, anybody can fake it, and many people try to in this era, unfortunately. But primary greatness can't be faked. If you lack primary greatness, you can hide it for a while, but the inconsistencies that come with the lack of character tend to expose themselves pretty quickly. We call those red flags. Some people are good at recognizing red flags and many are not. That's why so many people get away with being shitty. But those who have experience with people who lack basic goodness or those with high EQ and empathy tend to recognize it pretty quickly. And when a person who lacks primary greatness finally gets exposed for their fake personas, like when they act like they're nice people but they're actually quite terrible, for example, people do start to drop them like hot potatoes. They lose important friends or connections. In the case of influencers gone wrong, they lose sponsorships and business opportunities when they get exposed for their questionable character. 
The consequences for lacking primary greatness in the real world is very real and has a long-term impact that tends to leave a pretty bad stain in someone's reputation and legacy. It impacts the quality of life you experience. For example, if you ran a financial business where people trust you with their money and you gamble it all away, losing the money of all your clients, are you just going to be able to live that down and go about your life the next day like it's perfectly fine? (laughs) No way. You're going to be running for your life or hiding away or struggling to find a way to pay back a bunch of angry people. You won't be able to run a business like that ever again. Depending on the circumstances, you may go to prison. Your friends and family won't even trust you again, much less anybody who will ever hear of what you did. And no matter what you do about it, your life will just never be the same again. You will have enemies. You will have debts. The quality of your life will not improve, even if it does somehow in the short run. The long-term stink from that will be a hard one to lose. If you're the kind of person that would gamble money from people who trusted you to invest it wisely, then you definitely lack primary greatness in some ways, and that will catch up with you eventually, as it does with everyone. Because you can't fake primary greatness. If you lack it, you can try to hide it, but it will always be exposed, one way or another. You'll eventually do something to expose it because it's what's really on the inside. It's all about your basic ability to be human. And let me just set one thing straight really quickly before I go any further. A popular misconception is that it doesn't matter if you're a shitty person to other people because all of the rich and successful people are shitty to other people and they're happy with their lives and with themselves. That's just not true. People who are actually despicable, rude, nasty, inconsiderate, and unkind to other people are some of the most cowardly, miserable, unhappy, anxiety-ridden, paranoid people in the world. That's why they act so shitty. They're usually lonely because they don't trust anybody. They're too paranoid to feel comfortable or at peace. They're too busy looking successful to actually feel successful. They're too anxious because they have so many problems they're dealing with, whether or not you know it, and they're generally miserable because they don't actually get to enjoy the fruit of having healthy relationships and stable success. They're constantly struggling. Deep down, they're not as sure of themselves as they seem because internally, there's not much there. They lack primary greatness. And it shows because they're shitty to people. When you're stable and satisfied, you just don't act like that. When you're stable and satisfied, when you're sure of who you are as a person and you feel good about it, it shows. No matter what your circumstances and problems are. Because you're solid on the inside. One of the things I tell everyone I work with is to watch how people behave under pressure. When circumstances put the squeeze on somebody, what's on the inside will ooze out like toothpaste from the tube. Whether what's on the inside is good or rotten, though, is entirely based on the individual. So, now you know the difference between primary and secondary greatness. Primary greatness is about what's on the inside. Secondary greatness is about what's on the outside. Now, let's talk about how this information can change your life in a personal way. This subject is really something I think about a lot because when you truly start to get it, your world really does start to change. You start seeing differently and acting differently and creating different circumstances. It's pretty amazing. But one of the things that always comes to mind when I start diving into the subject is this idea that so many people get by with only secondary greatness. That primary greatness is not as important as I'm saying it is. And we get this idea because we see celebrities and rich, wealthy, unethical people in the media all the time. In fact, We always see more of the shitty people than we do the good ones. So many people have this warped idea of the world where you have to be shallow and shitty to win. And like I said before, 
I'm just here to tell you that's not true. There are so many influential, wealthy, powerful, and popular people with great characters and good hearts, but they don't cause drama or draw attention. They're not in it for the gimmicks or the popularity. They don't need to be known for their wealth or success. So you don't hear about them. They're off living their lives and positively touching so many other lives in the process, but they're just not in the media the way the shitty people are. And the people that you do see who are wealthy and successful and seem to be terrible people, by the way, they tend to have either way more problems and struggles than you will ever know, and are probably going to experience short-term success because of their character flaws, and character flaws catch up to you. Or, maybe, just maybe, some of them do have a pretty consistent and solid character. It's just not one that aligns with your values, so they may seem bad or corrupted to you, because that is also a thing. Sometimes people do things we find questionable for the right reasons, under circumstances we know nothing about. And because society is quick to judge, sometimes good people who are just doing their best get labeled badly because their motives, actions, and choices are not fully understood. That's the thing about character. The thing about character that we have to keep in mind is that it does not guarantee that the world will see you as a good person and that everyone will like you. In fact, a lot of people with solid, reliable character are painted as bitches and villains because they also tend to be the people who don't compromise on their character or bend backwards for anybody. So, quite often, people with great character can be mistaken as bad people to those who are unable to get them or relate or understand them. Such is the way of the world. But if they're experiencing consistent, long-term success and growth... Guarantee they or the people on their team have solid character that creates the conditions for long-term success. So being a good person in the eyes of people is not the same as being a good person on the inside. I just want to make that really clear. And don't worry about what those people who are famous do and say because the media is really a puppet show. Many of those people who are put on stage in front of you are there to distract and numb you through the entertainment of giving attention to the lives of people you will never even know. And for those who do seem to get away with being shitty and experience success, I guarantee you that they are the people who sleep with one eye open waiting for the day that their demons catch up with them. Many of them even admit that they were happier before all their success and wealth that they didn't realize how unhappy and dissatisfied they would be with the identities they created to become wealthy and successful. And it's people like that who end up hiring people like me to help them find their way back to being happy and genuine people again, so that they don't reach the end of their life feeling miserable about it. It's a life that ends in regret when you neglect your primary qualities as a human being and lack primary greatness. But lucky for you, Now that you're learning about it, you can take the road for success that doesn't involve being one-sided and unhappy. And when I say one-sided, I mean only fixated on the secondary aspects of life, the having and the doing of things. This is where you get to become aware of where you've been placing your focus and make the shift to building yourself up the right way so you can have the success and the happiness too. Because believe me when I say, most people think happiness will come from success and they pursue it all the way to the end to discover that this is a lie. Happiness is something you have to cultivate alongside your efforts to succeed. They don't come as a package deal. And succeeding in a way that sticks is actually easier and gets even easier over time when you have an abundance of primary greatness. 
So think of making the shift from focusing on just secondary greatness to focusing on your primary greatness, like an investment into your long term. This shift is giving you the changes required to experience long-term success and genuine satisfaction in life and not just brief moments of it. So how can you apply this in your own life? You have to start by looking inwards. Ask yourself this question. Am I paying attention to the person I am being? Or have I been so focused on doing and or having that I didn't notice who I was being and becoming in the process? Now really look at your past few days, weeks, months, or whatever to observe your role in the relationships you've experienced. The relationships with your friends, family, siblings, parents, kids, cousins, and other community members. Think about the good moments and the bad ones, the uncomfy ones and the cringy ones too, where you're not too proud of how you were behaving. What you're remembering here is not about what you were trying to do, but how you were being in the process. Were you so focused on your objective of obtaining something or doing something that you behaved in a way that you're not proud of now? If that's the case, that's okay. In this journey, we've all ended up doing that at some point or another. What matters is that we're able to observe these moments, learn from them, and make changes. That's the reason why we're even looking at our current and past behaviors. The next thing to do is think about who it is you want to be. Who it is that you want others to experience when they interact with you or are around you? Like, when you go, what is the legacy that you're leaving behind? Are you going to be remembered as that angry person who no one felt safe around and they are kind of glad that you're gone? Are you going to be that person who just lived a mediocre life and no one seemed to know or will even remember? Are you going to be someone that, in another life, you would have hated? When you're gone... Will they say, yeah, they were shallow. Their success was only superficial. They were really a broken person on the inside. They were a monster. The world is better without them. I feel terrible for their family. They must have made their lives so difficult. Or are you going to be someone who everyone lovingly remembers and talks about how you changed their lives? Are you going to be that person about whom everyone says, Because of them, I did better. I learned that I was capable. I was inspired. What will they say about you? Will they say, when they said they would do something, they always did it? Whatever they touched, it turned to gold? If you had a chance to meet them or work with them, your life was guaranteed to change in some wonderful way? Whenever that person was involved, you know it was going to be worth it. That person was really special. They don't make them like that anymore. Or even... Our city, my neighborhood, felt safer with them around. That person was a light in the darkness. I always looked up to that person. The world wouldn't have been the same without them. What are the words that will be used to describe you after you're gone? What is that legacy that you're currently creating with the way you've been living? What is the legacy you want to create? Is it the same as the one you've been creating up until now? If not... How can you become more of that person that you want to become? How can you start shifting your awareness to how you're being more and more? In the next episode, I'll be digging more deeply into how we can make the shift in awareness to being the people we intend to be, to becoming the person who lives the life we're trying to create. To do that, we will be looking into how our minds and beliefs play a huge role in who we become. 
Until then, try to find ways to make this information useful in your life. I'm not sharing this for you to be someone who thinks, great theory, Rhea, and then goes on with life exactly the same way you've been going. Test the theory out for yourself. After all, every day is a new opportunity to make small changes. And small changes add up over time to make big changes. So take it one step at a time and see how you can take what you learned today and create at least one small change. And stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you soon. Until then, stay blessed and take care.